You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. Rise and shine, early birds. Gossip Girl here. We all have dreams, some good, some bad, some fun, and some fraudian. And some are the dreams we have had our whole lives. Welcome back to Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. I'm Michelle. And tonight we watched season two, episode six, New Haven Can Wait. As Michelle predicted, we went to Yale. I mean. Good job, Michelle. Thank you so much. Yes. This episode aired on October 13th of 2008, directed by Norman Buckley, written by Alexandra McNally and Joshua Safran. The episode summary is after Blair and Serena get into a catfight, Serena decides, Serena decides to get even with Blair by ditching her plans to visit Brown and instead accepting the Dean of Yale's personal invitation to visit. After discovering that none of his recommendation letters for Yale were submitted, Dan frantically tries to figure out a way to salvage his chances of getting into the school. While on campus, Chuck is kidnapped by members of a secret society and Nate hooks up with a co-ed. <laughs> wow. Oh, lots, lots happened, but kind of condensed. Yeah. You know, the whole Yale situation, which we'll talk about. I found this all to be really, really good. Yes, me too. Before we get into the episode, this week's Glassful of Gossip was so exciting for me because Michelle treated me. Michelle and I have a love, a deep, deep love. For kombucha. If you guys have the love, please let us know. Welcome. Join us. Please join our weird club because <laughs> we have kombucha probably. I mean, I at least have it once a week, if not oh. more than one, like twice a week. Same. They say you're not supposed to drink it more than like two to three times a week. And like you should separate it. Oh, okay. Then I do that. Yeah, I do that. Like maybe once every two days, yeah. every three days. So the Glassville Gossip is entitled Some Kombucha, Miss Blair? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But you know what? When Dorota served it, it was hot. It was hot. We there's there something a whole we new don't experience know? that we should definitely look into. Yeah. The kombucha specifically we're drinking tonight is one of our personal fave brands, Brew Doctor. They came out with a limited edition, which should not be limited edition, but it's limited edition watermelon flavor. O M fucking G. It's so good. This guys. is my new favorite. It takes the cake over any other kombucha. I love Brew Doctor, anything that they put out, but this is like on another level. Yeah. It's delicious. So yeah. highly, highly recommend. We tag them on Instagram. Hope you guys check it out. And as always, you'll see our post Yeah, and on Friday. when Because I follow them on social meds and they posted that there's a limited edition. So of course I tagged Liz. <laughs> and I was like, get it! And I went to Whole Foods this past weekend and I saw it. It was like a shining light. And I was like, oh my oh. gosh. So I grabbed two. I wanted to surprise list. And so on Monday when we were doing OC, I was like, I have a surprise for you. And I was like, oh my God, this works so perfectly because on Thursday I was planning on having kombucha. Because in the episode, yeah. after Blair has her nightmare... <laughs> Uh, Dorota comes in. She wants to comfort her and give her the breakfast. I know. And she says, some kombucha, Miss Blair? 
your mother said you needed to eat breakfast, a very specific breakfast. Yes. So the episode starts, as I said, with a dream. She's the Popu. My fair lady. My fair lady. And then there comes Serena with her huge hat and she's impressing which we don't know at the time is the dean, but he's the dean and Blair is trying to impress him, but can't because Serena has taken yet again the spotlight from her. And she's like, what? <laughs> and then wakes up because that's a nightmare for her. Of course. Blair, it, Blair, Yale is Blair's ultimate goal. Yeah. Her and, only dream. Yeah. And she's having this nightmare because she's going to Yale. All the kids she, right? are going to their this respective the colleges. To visit. Which is so cool. I guess it's a private school, right? Yeah. Like, you get the opportunity to go and visit the school that you're like, interested like in. Like, as a school. Yeah. Because like, you go by yourselves independently. But this yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. So, as I said, Dorota comes in, brings her breakfast, and she's so sweet. Dorota's mm. like her, like, her older sister, mother, slash caretaker yeah and Blair just looks at her and she's like oh my god it's Yale day I'm so you know I'm so nervous and I'm trying to be prepared and Dorota gives her the breakfast and then they talk about Serena I know and Dorota's like I heard Mark Jacobs designed a bag after her yeah and Blair confirms that they haven't spoken for like over a week yeah which is good for us to know like how much time has passed it's generally from the you know the the trends Mm -hmm. I feel like on even like OC, it's always a week. Yeah. Generally a week in between. Yeah. So a week has passed. Blair and Serena haven't spoken, but Serena's still all over the tabloids. She's everywhere. And so Dorota even just pulls out the magazines like here she is again. And Blair's like, ugh. it's hard to avoid. It is. And yeah, I'm sure Blair feels like shit. And especially because Serena was the star of her mother's fashion show. Right. Right. You know. Yeah, so yeah. she's getting all that recognition. Yeah. But it's Blair's mother. You know, it's Serena, Serena, Serena. So it's it must be really tough for her. Yeah. Um, we go over to the Vanderwoodsons at this point. Serena is with Lily and she gets these dresses. Eleanor sends these dresses over and they're both both very excited. And Lily opens the package up and she's like oh wow look at these dresses and she goes i love this one (laughs) and it's a hot number you know they're both drastically different dresses extremely different one is very um matronly matronly. but not not farty though no just a more classic look the other one is a little bit more risque and so lily says she loves the risque one and serena's like oh i think that one's for me mom (laughs) Awkward. Awkward. So, you know, you can tell Lily's like, hmm, I'm a little upset by this, you know? Yeah. They also discuss that Serena gets his handwritten letter from the dean of Yale, and he's inviting her to come, and Serena says, but that's Blair's thing. I'm okay with going to Brown today. Yeah. And Lily's like, well, don't, you know, discount it just yet. Take, you know, take this invitation. This is such a big, huge moment for he you. He hand wrote it. Cursive. He hand wrote it. Cursive. They show it. It's a long, it's a long letter. Yeah. Uh, we have then at the Humphrey Loft, Dan, yet again, trying to decide what he should do about, you know, his paper, what he should bring with him. And he just wants to make a good impression on Yale. But it just, he, he doesn't really have any confidence 
in what he's writing. And Rufus says, well, you know, if they don't like you, then they don't know a good person. Yeah. So that was a sweet, like, father-son moment. Yeah. Dan's just feeling real insecure. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he has the grades. He does. It, except he's now a good student. He doesn't have right letters of recommendation, which, or he doesn't have anything really References strong too. on his yeah he's just has those good grades but is yeah. that enough right now yeah we then go to we have chuck and nate yes and they're discussing because i i like how this opens up because we're seeing the girls like we we're setting up everyone and we know where we're going yeah we're going to yell we're going to yell yeah but chuck and nate are discussing and nate says i don't know if you caught it but he wants to go to usc, USC. okay mm-hmm. you did catch it yeah. I was like, oh you want to go to a totally different coast yeah yale is not a scene yeah this is not his dream but he's gonna go to the trip anyway yeah and chuck has said that he's really looking forward to getting um in the yale's skull and bone secret society yeah and he's gonna prove to them that he belongs there and that he's worthy yeah and he wants Nate to go to Yale even just so he can get you know girls and work on his own freshman 15 his own freshman 15 disgusting gross gross Chuck Chuck is just still so thirsty and Nate's like eh I got nothing to do yeah I'll come along I'll come to Yale because I'm lost then we have this this tiny scene of Constance and St. Jude's, the boys and girls come together. The principal, I guess, is like, all right, we're getting ready to go to our prospective schools. Then Dan and Chuck see each other, which they haven't seen each other since the whole jail situation. And Chuck says some nasty words to Dan. And um, Dan kind of says, well, you know, I only write what I know. I write damaged characters and they just go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. And then Serena and Blair are having it out and they're insulting each other. And Blair says also nasty words to Serena. Uh, You're not that smart. And, you know, Brown is probably more your scene for kids that are are famous celebrities and tabloids. And just, yeah, she's making it so Serena feels inferior that Yale would not be, you know, a good fit for her. Yeah. Which, which fuels her. Yeah. Because she says... Serena's like, not everyone wants to be Blair Waldorf. Right. And Blair's I, like, not everyone can. Right. She's like, of course. They yeah. can't be me. So it's like, fire me up, bitch. Wait till you see what happens. Yeah. And so Serena then immediately calls her mom. She's like, hmm, X day, I'm going to yell today. Like, yeah. Brown's not happening. So luckily, you know, she had that handwritten letter. So yeah. she walks right in. Yeah. Then we pan to the Humphrey residence again. Jenny and Rufus are about to, they, they bring uh, Vanessa in mm-hmm. and Jenny and Vanessa have a little plan to get Rufus to okay Jenny getting homeschooled. I know I have to give Jenny a lot of credit because she's doing everything she can to try to get on Rufus on board with her being homeschooled because she believes so much in her craft. She does. She's, like, she's talented. I have a talent. I know you still want me to go to school. Let's compromise. And Rufus is like, mm, I don't think so. And then Vanessa says, okay, plan B. Come with Jenny to work and see how she is. And then by the end of the day, if you don't think I'm fit for this, then I'll go back to school. One day. Just one day. That's all she needs. Yeah, that's it. Which is 
I feel like that was a really fair thing to very do. Very fair. Yeah. Very, very fair. Yeah. We go to Yale. Yale in October is beautiful. Beautiful. So beautiful. We start out Dan's interview. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I actually felt for Padge. I feel for him, too. This is a shitty situation. Yeah. And it's, the dean. It's the dean interviewing? It's, Yes, it's a dean. I, his name is, it's like Bear Bew. Bear Bew. Bear Bew. Bear Bew. Okay. Bear Bew. <laughs> but Dan, Padge. Padge. Just, oh, I'm she trying, him Dan. Dan. I'm trying, but to me, it's like when when Nate is Dan, I can do Dan. Right. But when Dan is Padge, bad, you know, he, I can look at it. I can't even say it, but. But Padge's interview is so, it's not even cringeworthy. I just feel so bad because the dean is like, okay, yeah, you have good grades, but you don't have enough references. You only have one. Right. And he said, that's a mistake. I had Noah Shapiro. And he's like, well, actually, Noah Shapiro decided not to do this for you. And then the other guy, I always forget his the name. The author, right? The first author. Yeah. Well, we can't get in touch with him. So now you only have one letter of recommendation. I suggest you find somewhere else, someone else to write something for you. And Dan's like, what do you expect me to do? Who do you expect me to get for this? And he says, well, we have this whole English department here. I'm sure you can figure it out. He has to get someone to read his, his, his words, his, right. what he's and written. think he's worthy enough. And how that's so much pressure. That's so hard. You're just visiting this school one for day. one. Yeah. One yeah. And then you have this interview that's, and I get it because it's such a prestigious school. Mm -hmm. And of course, Padge comes from no money. So there's nothing behind him. There's no status behind him. No, that's it. He's not a symbol. It sucks. Yeah. No, I totally, I felt horrible for him. Yeah. Meanwhile, Chuck and Nate are just relaxing at Yale. Chuck's sunbathing. And Nate is saying, we're bored. What are we doing here? And Chuck says, I'm waiting for Skull and Bones to find me. (laughs) While he's doing that, they see a pretty girl over in the distance. And Nate makes eye contact with her. And she's like, oh, hey. Like, Mm -hmm. they're they're ready for Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And so he goes to talk to her. And while he does that, Chuck gets kidnapped by the guys of the Secret Society. So he disappears. And Nate has no idea where he went. Like, at first, I was like, oh, my God, Chuck got kidnapped. Kidnapped, right? But then I was like, I don't This group seems so lame to me. I know. Like, Chuck is way better Like, just seems higher up and just more evolved. They just seem like typical frat boys. Like, they don't seem like they're of money and they have, like, pole in places. Like, they just seem stupid. But what do I know? No, I agree with you. Maybe they really are someone of worth, but they don't seem to be at this moment, at least to me. Yeah. We go back inside the office of admissions. This is Blair waiting for her interview. She's waiting and she hears the dean speaking with another student and he's laughing. And his assistant is like, oh, I've never heard him laugh before. I know. Or like and in 20 Cheryl years. Is, she's dusting all her cat statues. Her cat stuff. Yeah. This resonated with Michelle. She's well, the, the cat pin. You know, the brooch. <laughs> her cat brooch. The cat brooch. And so after the interview is done with this prospective student the door opens the dean lets the student out and it just so happens to be serena blair had no idea serena was even on this trip so they have it out and it's not a good situation yeah and one of the things that 
Blair said to Serena when they were back at St. Jude's or Constance, whatever whatever the name is, is. when they were having the fight about Yale and Brown, she goes, listen, you don't have the smarts. You don't have the grades. All you have is charm. Right. And that's only going to get you so far. And it gets her very far. And this is why the dean was laughing because Serena is so charming. She can make you feel like her best friend. It's like this. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, it really is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We go back to Nate. He's with that new girl. We found out her name is Jordan. And they're talking about all these like silly electives that she thinks are cool. And this guy overhears Nate say he goes to St. Jude's. And he says, oh, do you know Nate Archibald? And the girl says, oh, why do I know that name? It sounds so familiar. And they discuss how Nate's dad's been all over the news and it's ruined so many people's lives. And so Nate doesn't say anything. And he gets up. He's like, yeah, I'd love to like get to know you more. And she says, well, before I walk away with a stranger, tell me what your name is. So he says, my name? Uh, it's Dan. Dan Humphrey. What? What? Completely taken identity. Because he doesn't... Ne- just so much go as to take Dan's name. He then adapts his personality and interests and hobbies as well. I know. I mean, that was like strange to me because I get like, maybe you're trying to be a different person. Obviously you changed your name, but you can just be you. I think he panicked. He just didn't know what to do. And, but to pick, why didn't you be like, Oh, Matt Smith. Right. I am. Well, I guess you couldn't say I'm Chuck Bass. I thought that because when we were watching like, Oh, he's going to say Chuck Bass. I'm like, no, obviously Bass Industries, like everybody would know of Chuck Bass. Yeah. So, yeah, he decides to pick Dan Humphrey. Dan Humphrey. Meanwhile, Chuckaroo is then unmasked in this dark room with all these creepy men. And they're like, you got a reputation, but you have to prove it. And he's like, don't worry. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to throw a rager tonight. Yeah, Chuck Bass party. Chuck Bass party, which we'll see. Yeah. Back at the Office of Admissions, Blair then starts her interview. She's so qualified, but on paper, she's boring. He's like, all right, this is great. You sound great on paper, but tell me something about you I don't know. What do you do for fun? Do you ride motorcycles? Do you cook? And she's like, "Uh, uh, what do I do? Yeah, and then the dean proceeds to tell her that Yell is so has become so stuffy yeah. that they're trying to loosen it and bring in different people and more exciting students mm-hmm. with different attributes, which probably makes Blair even more nervous. Yeah, because she's like, shit, I don't have any of that. I've been working towards Yale my entire life, so I've been doing everything by the book. Yeah. And then he goes to tell her about the student before her and how she was so amazing and adventurous and she just you know walked in a fashion show just for fun. <laughs> So Blair then has this sad, sad monologue of, well, I might not, you know, be that extroverted and I might not have really shiny hair and I might not be, you know, super personable and have a great laugh that will make you want to like laugh along with me. But uh, my folder is really just me. Like, that's all I have. Did you catch the title? No. It's called On Being Blair. (laughs) Oh, like on, and I was like, that's fantastic. <laughs> but she's like, everything you need is in there. I love that. I didn't me. catch that at on all. On being bl- I live. She's, she's so good. Yeah. But then Ooh. he gets up Ooh. to walk her out and she says, are you sure? Are you sure there's anything else you want to ask me? 
And he's like, nah, we're good. She's like, what about what I'm doing later? Because she thinks she's going to get this of invitation. Because she knows about it. And he said, well, you know, have a good night. Lots of activities going yeah. on. And so awkwardly, she kisses him on the cheek. <laughs> and I felt like I wanted to crawl under my chair. I'm like, Blair, no. The most cringe, cringe, so cringe, cringe moment. And Cheryl, the assistant. Yes, I remembered her name. Her face, the dean's face, our faces. Oh, my God. Oh, did you ever kiss a teacher? No. Like, did, did you ever call a teacher mom? <laughs> <laughs> you remember? <laughs> I have or I have done where like, yeah, I probably did in my mm-hmm. past. This scene reminded me of Friends <laughs> when Rachel has the interview oh my God. and he, she keeps thinking he wants. She has pen on her lip and he keeps pressing his lips together, like touching his lips until she kisses him. And then like three or four times they come back in. She's like, I thought, you know, this was a misunderstanding. And she keeps kissing him. And then she's like, no, I'm not going to kiss you anymore. And he's like, you have pen on your lip. I love that episode. No, that's really good. Yeah. So super, super, super cringe. Yes. Then uh, Blair leaves the building and Serena is outside. And she's talking to these Yale lights and she's like, this school's actually really cool. I think I might go here. I like the vibe. And Blair's like, what are you doing? This is me. This is my thing. You wouldn't dare take this away from me. You're better than that. And uh, as they're having this argument, Serena gets a phone call and it's the dean inviting her to the intimate dinner at his house. Yeah. Then she hangs up the phone, says to Blair, well, you better figure out other plans for tonight because uh, I think her name's Shirley. Oh, is it Shirley? I, I keep calling her Cheryl. Okay, well, okay. it's like similar. No, no. Let's Shirley Cheryl. She deserves it. Shirley, I'm Shirley, sorry. Shirley, uh, that was her last phone call of the night and you should you know, figure out something else to do with your plans because you're not going to get the invitation. Blair immediately snaps. She's like, are you, this is absolutely ridiculous. You're better than this. And Serena just, she's like, I got invited. You didn't. Yeah. And that's that. Because at this point, it's just, it's a game. <sighs> it is. It is Not a game. for Blair. It is always a game for Blair, but this is like, really, I actually right. feel for Blair. Blair actually is like, let's just move past this for today. Just give me what I need, even though we're both hurting. Like, yeah. Yale is mine. Yeah. Also at Yale... Chuck then sees Serena and he's like, what are you doing here? I thought you were going to Brown. And she tells him how she got invited to the Dean's intimate party. And he says, you need to figure out your answer to this question. If you could talk to anyone or interview anyone dead or alive, who would it be? And Serena's like, what do you mean? And she, and Chuck says, I, I know from Blair, this is definitely what the Dean's going to ask you at the party. And she's like, shit, I don't have an answer for that. So Chuck says to her, pick George Sand because that's the Dean's favorite author. And that answer will definitely get you in to Yale. Yeah. And that's Blair's answer. And that's Blair's answer because Blair knows everything there is to know about the Dean and Yale and everything. And, and Chuck knows because Yale turns Blair on. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> but with that question, who would be your person? It's funny you asked that because Jess also asked us. Oh, really? Okay, we can save it for the second half. I'd like to think about it as well. Sure. We go back to the dorms. Nate and Jordan are getting a little hot and heavy. 
then she's like quizzing him. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, this is, is so, so funny. Bad. This is so so bad. And she's asking him about these authors and what does he think about them. And he truly has no idea because Who he's they not are. Dan Humphrey. She's yeah. like, oh, you're right. I can't ask that question. It's too difficult. As they're talking, there's a knock on the door. And it's fucking Dan Humphrey. This is all so coincidental. Right? This would never happen. Because when we first saw the knock and it was Dan, I'm like, oh, out, of all the, <laughs> ooh, out of all the students, how? Yeah. And so then he explains that she's the, I guess she has an internship or works in the office of the English department. So she knows all of the literature professors and can she get him, you know, to talk to any of these people so he can get a letter of recommendation. As he's talking to her, she's like, I'm a little busy right now. And he's not getting the picture. And she kind of opens the door more. He sees Nate sitting on the bed and Nate's like, no, 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 don't say anything. And Dan says, Nate Archibald. What? Like He's literally going, no. She's dude, like, wait, no. you're Nate Archibald? He's like, no, that's Nate Archibald. And I'm Dan Humphrey. And so Jordan then, f- you know, finds out that Nate has taken Dan's identity, kicks him out of the dorm room. Yeah. Outside of the dorm room, Nate and Dan have it out because Dan's pissed that Nate took his name and identity pretty much. <laughs> Nate has a good point. I mean, granted, he did take his identity, which was wrong. Yeah. And Dan says, you can't just do that. You can't just pretend to be me. I know you have a lot going on with your family. And like the girls kind of made it like belittled him a little bit. It, yeah. Used it against him. And so Nate says, get that chip off your shoulder. I, wa- I Now I know why Serena dumped you. They both had such good points. They did. Yeah. They really did. Back at the admissions office, Blair goes into Shirley's office as she is, you know, dusting her cats again and says, I need you to get me into the Dean's party. And Shirley's like, I can't do that. I have no pull. She's like, I happen to know that you do. <laughs> also, turn on your computer or, you know, I, your I, email. I sent you an email yeah. and it's these two very expensive porcelain cat sculptures Charlie's eyes light up Blair says I can get you these if you get me this invite so Shirley it's like right I'll see what I can do yeah so Blair gets in she, so she gives through. her she gives her the address while all this is going on we have Jenny working at Waldorf designs because Rufus promised her that he would watch her for the day shadow her and see how she's doing and she's seeming to be doing very well. Eleanor values her opinion. The assistants come over and they say, Eleanor, you know, wants your opinion on these things and blah, blah, blah. And so Rufus then sees Eleanor come in and he goes into her office, which is very sneaky, Rufus. I know. And she makes a comment of, I didn't know it was bring your dad, bring to, your work dad to work day. But Ruf- Rufus is very impressed with what he's seeing with Jenny. Yeah. He's impressed. Yet, but he tells her, I need you to fire Jenny. Yeah. But Eleanor, I love what she says. She's like, you know, did you ever have a dream when you were younger? And imagine if you were working towards your dream and it actually was coming true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Rufus probably thought to himself, yeah, I did have that dream. It did come true for him. But... I guess he doesn't want that for 
his child at the moment. It's just, well, yeah. I mean, I think at this point he's thinking like, oh, but she should still continue right, high school. Right. She, she still needs to just finish that and be and a kid. I think it's also growing up too fast and mm. losing that whole part of your life that's so important for development. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, we can just sum up that part of the storyline. The day comes to a close and Rufus and Jenny are having a talk and he says, I'm really impressed by your work and your ethic but you need to go back to school and jenny is devastated but like a champ she says well i made you a deal so i'll be going back to school on monday yeah like that i know she really stuck to her end she's like you just said a day and it was just a day yeah she's like okay i have to accept your decision yeah that's fine and she'll just move on with it but very maturely yeah very very maturely yeah we can go to the Dean party. This was fun oh, yes. stuff. This intimate gathering. Super awkward. We first have Blair. She comes in and Serena, they have words. You know, I get what I want. Because Serena's like, uh-huh. I can't even believe you're here. Yeah. But how are you She's surprised? like, how did you get in here? Right. Of course. It's Blair Waldorf. She's going to get in. She's your best friend. You know how she is. Yeah. And at this point, they are writing down the answer to the question. And they have to put it in a bowl. I guess they write their name, their answer, put it in the bowl. Then when the dean was ready, he was going to read the answers aloud. Blair and Serena at the party continue to like outshine each other. They go up to a guest. Blair introduces herself. Serena comes over and kind of, you know, takes over the conversation. And then the same thing with Serena. As Serena's getting to know someone, Blair comes over and takes over that conversation. So they're going back and forth. It's like a pinball game. This whole entire time. So, so petty. And just building the fuel. You just, yeah. the tension is getting so high. Yeah. So they're both of them are like at their wits end. Yeah. Until the Dean decides, okay, it's time to read the questions out loud. And Serena's like, haha, I'm going to get to go getting to go first because V comes before W. So good luck, you know, figuring out your answer. And she know she told Blair who she wrote down. She did. Yeah. Which we kept looking at the bowl. Kept the camera kept panning. Right. Like, like Blair grabbed the bowl. Very easy to kind of yeah. manipulate the situation. Yeah. And so Blair does. And as the dean is reading Serena's question. Uh, The answer, I mean, they identify this person as Pete, Pete Fairman. Yeah. And he says, who is that? And Serena is absolutely stunned. Shocked. She's shocked. Cannot believe that those words, that name just came out of the dean's mouth. And Blair keeps chiming in. Oh, isn't that the guy you killed? Oh, he was a drug addict. And you made a sex tape and just keeps going on and on and on. Even the dean's like, Blair. Yeah. Let the girl speak. It's so inappropriate. It's so inappropriate. And Serena's knowing this is really, really bad. Like, how can you stoop this low? Yeah. And so she says to the dean, can I take this out? Can we take this outside? Because <laughs> obviously we need to talk about some things. Yeah. This scene is really heartbreaking. The girls go outside and they literally have a physical altercation with each other. They start hitting each other and pulling at each other. And when it's all said and done, they, you know, dust themselves off and they have a conversation where it leads to them saying, agreeing that they shouldn't be friends anymore. Yeah. Like they can't mutually deal with each other. Right. How awful. 
I know. For your best, for you to be like your best friend, I can't handle you. And pretty much. And Serena says, well, we probably would have drifted anyway next year in college. Yeah. That's so sad. Uh, and Blair's kind of turned around at this point, but you see in her eyes like that hurt her. Yeah. And so they both agree, not willingly, but you know, the other one keeps saying, let's not be friends. So the other one's like, yeah, we shouldn't be friends. And so at that moment, they end their friendship. Yeah. A peaceful split. Yeah. Sad, but peaceful. So that's all that we see of the party. Yeah. We can just jump really quickly to the Skull and Bones festivities. Situation. <laughs> Reminds me of a vampire's. There was bas- there was barely any light. And every time they showed the leader of Skull and Bones, I didn't even know what he looked like until the last scene. But it was just so dark. And then, like you said, there's no light, but there's a lot of red light. Yeah. And it's not flattering. Like capes. Not capes. Hoods? Ro- robes. Robes. Yeah, that's I, the word. That's the word. Robes. Robes. Chuck brings several, several women from overseas. They don't speak a lick of English. He says to all the guys that they need to share because they work in threes. Ew. Gross. Gross. But this is all he brought. And the leader says to Chuck, this is all you brought was just girls. Chuck says, well, you know, these are what I think is going to get me into this secret society, the leader then says, well, you need to do something bigger. We need you to get Nate Archibald. Yeah. One of the other guys comes over and he says that Nate's dad pretty much ruined his dad and his trust fund and his financial situation. And they all want to get back at him. And Chuck's probably thinking in his head like, and we know, I mean, Chuck is disgusting, but I knew I was like, okay, Chuck's actually not going to allow this to happen to Nate. Right. This is that Nate is his. And even though they've, when they've had things in the past, he's He's deep down, he's not going to. Yeah. He never manipulated Nate in a way like he manipulated Serena or Blair or Dan. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He never does that to to Nate. They might have their differences, but he would never do that. Yeah. So then Chuck calls Nate tries to scheme a plot of him meeting up with him at a bar then hangs up and says to the guys like the work is my job here is done yeah and so Nate just wants in motion and Nate just wants to go home yeah because he had the fight with Dan and the girl like now knows who he is and everyone knows who he is here it's yeah. really awkward yeah so Chuck says all right we'll we'll meet up at Matt's bar Matt's bar mm-hmm. you're so right yep uh, elsewhere after this whole thing <laughs> the dan is walking and gets jumped by the skull and bones crew and gets tied up to i guess a statue yeah of whoever it is at yale <laughs> in his underwear yeah ay 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 so so bad after that we can just wrap up the storyline of Nate and chuck they go to the bar and Nate is sitting at the bar waiting for Chuck. And the Skull and Bones guys come in. They are cheering and patting themselves on the back for finally getting Nate Archibald. Which is so funny <laughs> to me because the Archibalds obviously are known. You wouldn't know what they right, look like. Right, you wouldn't know what Nate looks like. He's never been sure. in anything. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Did he play any sports? I'm like, I, I feel like he would be... In some St. Jude's. Like, you can look it up online. I'm right. sure his picture would be somewhere. But yeah. they took Chuck's word for it. Right. 
Nate then t- says to Chuck, I, you told them that Dan was me and is pissed. He ends up like almost fighting the guys, but ends up running out of the bar. Finds Dan locked up, tied up, I should say. Tries to help him. <laughs> Jordan comes over. She's like, my mom was in the Navy <laughs> or whatever. And tries to help them out, which was nice of her. She didn't have to do that. She's like, oh, you two again. Yeah, I can't believe this is happening. And you know what? It's, it was nice to see Nate so ashamed of his name and then owning his name. He's like, no one should take the fault for me. And to do that to Padge, because Padge didn't do anything. Right. Padge got screwed over a lot. <laughs> he did get screwed over and a so, lot. So uh, Nate felt bad for him. Right. But Chuck had a reason for why he chose Padge. Right. Because he's pissed at him. He's, he, want, he told him last episode, you're going to pay. Like, I'm going to get you back for that. And I'm sure. And then Dan realized, okay. Right. This is why I'm in this position. Yeah. But Nate's like, oh, you're in this position because of me. But also it's because now you're one of Chuck's enemies. So that sucks for you, Padgy boy. We can just go back to the next day at Yale. We'll finish up with Yale. Blair and Serena are outside. This is like literally five minutes after they just have broken off their friendship. I know. It's like, what do you think? It's like, it's not even 24 hours. It's not even 24 hours. 12 hours, right. is it not, is, It's next where day. They, where were they sleeping? I wondered that, too. <laughs> I wanted to see them in a hotel or where. I don't know where any of them slept. Right. Did they sleep Clearly in somewhere? Maybe a dorm. You know how sometimes, yeah. like, your buddy kids, mm-hmm. like, they shack up yeah. when they go visit. Uh, but Blair and Serena run into each other. Blair asks Serena what she's doing there. Serena said that she was going to tell the dean that Blair really deserves to be at Yale. Then Blair says, I was just going to do the same thing for you. Which was really big of Blair because the Yale, she knows Yale is not Serena's dream. She that knows is, that. Yeah. I mean, again, this is so sweet for two friends to do this. I agreed with how Serena did it. But for me, I was like, Blair, I don't think I would have done this. I would have made nice with Serena, but I don't know if I would have went to the dean like in me to be like, you know what? Let me be a martyr. Serena deserves this. Yeah, I definitely would have done that. Guess she, what? Doesn't. she doesn't. She doesn't. Nothing wrong with her. She, she just doesn't deserve it. She never Yale. wanted to be there. The only th- reason she is there is because she wants to get back at Blair. Yeah, so it's not really for she had ill intentions to do it. So why would you want to go to that? School? And the only reason she's invited is because she's a socialite. That too. And so then they have a sweet moment where Serena says, I remember when we were nine and your dad took us here because Blair's dad is an alumni of Yale. Yeah. Hence why she loves Yale so much. They talked about it in the first scene how she wore his sweatshirt until it like, you know, had holes in it. So this means so much to Blair and Serena knows that. And then as they're speaking about the, you know, their memories, Serena gets a phone call from the dean. The dean says that Serena has been accepted. Yeah. And so she's thrilled and she says, What about Blair? And he says, Well, Blair will find out like the rest of them in the spring. But what we see is when the dean's on the phone, he's looking at all the articles that Serena's yep. been in on page six. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to offer her, offer you early admission. Yes. And also, would you please do an interview saying that you were here and you were touring the campus? And Serena ultimately gets pissed and she says, I have to call you back. And Blair says to her, 
you need to do that. This is like a big opportunity for you. Serena says, well, Blair, this is your dream. Yale is your dream. Yeah. And so they kind of repatch things. I can't, like, I I miss can't my not know you. That was the sweetest thing. Yeah, I thing. don't want to not know you. Yeah. It's, yeah, I just felt, really felt that. I did. Uh, we, we touched upon it before, but we see Jordan, Dan, and Nate. Jordan says to Dan how she is getting him, someone in the English department, to read his stories and hopefully get a lot of recommendation. And Nate apologizes to her. And she says, well, you know, next time, if you would have, if you would have just used your real name, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have mattered to me. Like she likes him for who he is. Yeah. Not because he's Nate Archibald. Definitely not because he's Nate Archibald. And so they kiss and she's like, see you next year. Yeah. But like also this isn't going anywhere. It's so. not. So. Glad you had fun with the lookalike of Aubrey Positive. <laughs> <sighs> Meanwhile, while this is happening Chuck and the Skull and Bones crew are meeting up and they confront Chuck saying that wasn't the real Nate Archibald. You gave us, you know, the the wrong guy. And Chuck says, well, that was my plan. This was actually benefiting me. They're like, you're definitely not going to be in this next year. He's like, I don't want to come here next year. And also I got those girls to get you on camera. So I own you. And if you try and do anything to me, that's it. I'm going to ruin your life. You're dead. (laughs) And you know what? Touche, Chuck. Not that I agree with you doing what you did to Dan, but he's like, wrong for you, right for me. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Chuck. Really? Did we talk about everything besides the last final scenes? Right? Oh, we go back to the Humphrey residence and uh, Jenny comes out of her room the next day. And Vanessa's there. She's like, what is this? And she brings over homeschooling stuff for her because Rufus has actually decided that homeschooling is a good opportunity for Jenny. And then next year she can uh, go to this the professional children's school. And she's like, like Vera Wang? <laughs> it was cute. Yeah, it was sweet. So, And I'm excited for this too because this all happened after... Like, after he said, you have to go back to school, she's like, I have to do an errand. Yes, 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 yes. And they go to Lily's because she spoke to Larissa. Is that her name? Larissa is the housekeeper. Is the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. And she had to drop something off there. And she's like, and Rufy's like, okay, I cannot even believe we're at Lily's right now. This is awkward. She's like, she's not home. Calm down. And Lily is trying on that sexy number. Oh, my God. She looked phenom. And she hears uh, Jenny. And she comes down and she sees Rufy. And what cracks me up about Lily is like, it's, it's just so good to see you, Rufy. So good to see you. Like, there's no animosity there. No. Like, she it's still so wants strange. Him. You know? It's so incredibly strange. Yeah. But they have a really sweet exchange. And Rufus learns that Jenny designed that dress. Amazing. Yeah, and at when her and Rufy are talking, and she's like, you're so lucky to have a talented daughter. Reminds me of you. Yes. And Jenny's upstairs picking out shoes to match the dress for right. her. She knew it was awkward, so she's, yeah. I'm going to peace out. And yeah. You guys talk like adults. Yeah. Old friends catching up. Yeah, so I think that also... That definitely pushed him in the direction. Yeah, influenced him. She, she says that having a daughter that's talented is a gift, and you had to had one too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. So that that just 
brought him back to like reality of okay yeah she's she is talented and really wants this and is really good at it so why don't i give her what she's dedicated yeah you know and she's being a mature adult at this point like making decisions that are going to better her career and that's yeah where we go from there yeah we do have the the nate and chuck scene when everybody's leaving yale oh and chuck nate can't believe what chuck did did to padge and it's like it's not right and chuck's like what are you talking about like i did you a favor and i see chuck's point you know i see both their points I, i do like, yeah, dude, I'm not going to have my best friend beat up. And he's like, but you didn't have to do that to Padge. And Chuck's like, no, actually, he's the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's a bottom feeder. Yeah. And Chuck's like, get in the limo. We'll talk about it on the way home. But Nate says, nah, I'm not getting in the limo. I'm going to take the train home. And he looks at Padge. He's, yeah, he sees him. And then we get this Gossip Girl monologue. Yeah. Last few scenes at the end. Back at Manhattan, Lily is hanging up her dress and Waldorf designs and Jenny's so excited about her work. And then at Yale, Chuck is in the limo and he sees Dan and Nate walking together and you can tell he's very upset by you this. You see tears. There was tears in the eyes. Yeah, you saw it? Okay, Definitely cool. tears. Yeah. And Serena then gets into a limo to go home. And Blair takes one last look at the campus and she's doesn't know if this is her fate. Yeah. I Not mean, it, it's like a somber ending, you know, it was, it was kind of sad. Like happiness left, in off. some, but also, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a break because Liam just took a shit and it stinks. So I mean, I wasn't that was the end. <laughs> yeah. That was the end of the episode. I figured, you know, we'll be real with you guys. So we'll be back. Hi, it's Carolyn and Vanessa from From Not Not Another Another X-Files Podcast Podcast. We're the female-led X-Files podcast you didn't even know you were looking for. We've got plenty of opportunities for nostalgia, conspiracies, forbidden romance, and plenty of laughs. It's true. Come on over to our place in Vancouver, Canada and revisit your favorite 90s sci-fi TV show. You'll be glad you stopped by. You can find us on all your favorite podcast spots. And on the web at notanotherxfpod.libsyn.com. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Music for this promo by Purple Planet. Okay, we're back with some trivia. This episode was based off the movie Heaven Can Wait. Did uh-huh. you ever see that? No. Me neither. I don't even know who's in that. <laughs> Me either. We can look it up. Yeah. Uh, the scene where Blair bombs her interview before kissing Dean Baraby, 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 whatever his mm-hmm. name is, was originally in the Gossip Girl books. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nate's father, Howie Archibald, is compared to Michael Milken, a well-known Wall Street fraudster that was convicted and sentenced in 1990 for embezzlement and fraud. Oh. Yeah. Blair's essay on being Blair <laughs> isn't written about herself. It's instead a history of a man and the notion of a success. Hmm. Really? I guess so. News to me. I like it. Blair's email at this point is blair.waldorf at constancebillier.org. And Shirley's is Shirley Loves Cats at admissionassist.org. Oh my God, Shirley, my spirit animal. Yes. 
while it is said mm-hmm. that they were at Yale, the filming was actually done at Columbia. It's pretty. Very Closer. pretty campus. Yeah. And this is the third time that Blair has a dream in which she has played a character by Audrey Hepburn. Yes. <laughs> so, soundtrack for this episode. We have White Diamonds by Friendly Fires, The Wake Up Song by The Submarines, Wooden Heart by The Duke Spirit, Time Is Running Out by The Section Quartet, and Drag Strip Girl by Jamie Blake. Um, I looked up Heaven Can Wait. Oh, Heaven Can Wait. Yeah. It's a fantasy sport film. Accord- this is all according to Google, guys. I literally just Googled it, and it came out in 1978. Oh, wow. That's it. <laughs> That's all. As Gossip Girl said last week, that's all. That's all. Yeah. We'll go into some questions. I just got (laughs) at Ingrid Han Fitness. (laughs) I posted a story that we were recording and she says, how cute is Dorota? I want breakfast in bed. Same girl. Yes. We'll go into some questions from Instagram. I'll start with... Mrs. Boquist, she said, I love this episode. My MVP is Nate for sticking up for Dan and Chuck. To, for, for sticking up to, for Dan to Chuck. My shittiest is a toss-up between Chuck for sending the guys on Nate, uh, sorry, on Dan, or Blair for changing Serena's answer to Pete. They so deserve each other. Yes. She said, question, if you could have dinner with someone dead or alive, who would you choose? I love this question. This is a very tough question for me. Did you stew because I asked you earlier? You know, when I read this question much earlier um, in the day, I thought immediately of Lady Gaga. Cool. Because I find her to be fascinating and yeah. uber talented. And I just want to see like what goes on in her brain and like her creativity. Don't know why that was the first person. I love her. Yeah. But I that was my initial thought. I think that's a great answer. Thank you. And you? Um, <laughs> yes. It's hard, right? I have one. But I also would like to have... I Did I say this to you? Did we talk about this on the podcast? Where I'd like to have a dinner party and just observe the people I would invite? No. Okay. Busy Phillips. I want to have dinner with her. I've listened... I I love her. I've read her book. I used to watch her show. I follow her on social media. I've listened to all of every podcast she goes on. I listen. I love, I love, I love her. I love how she just says what she feels, says what's important, is best friends with Michelle Williams, and they hold hands and they cry, and they're the the cutest best friends. But if I could have a dinner party, it would be Busy Phillips, Dak Shepard, Kristen Bell, and I would put Dan Levy in there, and of course Busy. And I just want to like have dinner with them. Sounds awesome to me. They're all alive. <laughs> they are Wh- all alive. Which is very, I'm very happy they're all alive. Right. Yeah. Good question, Jess. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. Our girl muse chick, uh, Vic, she said, oh my God, if Blair had just kept her mouth shut, Serena wouldn't have gone to Yale just to spite her. The sad thing is they were only interested in Serena for her popularity. Yeah. They both sunk low. Serena's taking... Serena taking Blair's answer was low, but what Blair did was so much lower. The fight was funny at first, but then it was sad to see them end their friendship. I'm glad in the end they talked. I did tear up. I'm a sucker for friendship. Mm. I didn't think Chuck would ever give up Nate, but surprised when he gave them Padge. I thought that we just I thought they would just be waiting. Oh, and now that puck might not happen. Pete Padge and Nate looks like a fun <laughs> bromance. Hey. Maybe now one won't be so lost and the other won't be so boring. LOL. 
Shittiest I have to give to Blair to bring up heat was just so wrong. Did you expect Serena and Blair to patch up things so soon? I didn't. I didn't either. I mean, but it's typical. They go cat and mouse. This is back like, and forth, right? This is Yeah, their this is them rapport. at all times. Okay. She said, do you think now that Padge and Nate will hang out, Chuck will make an effort with Padge and we'll get a trio of friendship or Nate will stop hanging out with Chuck? Mm, I don't believe a trio will occur. <laughs> I could see Nate and Padge, you know, not really hanging out, but just, although maybe Nate hmm. would hang out with Vanessa and Padge. But the Vanessa and Nate thing is still not great. So I don't know. I could just see them being cordial and mutual. Like, oh, hey, we we're 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 peoples. You know, we're good. I don't think Chuck will hang out with Padge, and I don't think Nate will. They'll they'll make it up. They'll figure it out. Nate and Chuck will be fine. My sister Shanna. Shanna. She texted me questions for this episode. She said, "Whose side is Michelle on, Blair or Serena?" I am typically always on Blair's side, but she crossed the line when she brought up that dead guy. Thought was rough. And what does she think of socialite Serena? I'll stop there for now. Yeah, I think socialite Serena is just Serena, but she's when you, more cutthroat. Yeah, but she's only cutthroat when Blair pushes her buttons. Right. Because she's still sweet. She's just doing what she wants to do. I just feel like, I don't know. I. Everything Serena's doing is because, okay, right? In the beginning of the episode when Serena's like, I want to go to Brown. That's where I'm going. And yeah. her mom's like, no, you got this letter. And she's like, no, that's Blair's thing. That's Blair's thing. So social aid Serena is still like, no, no, no. I know my boundaries. Yeah. You know, so, and whose side am I on? Yeah. That's hard. That's a little tricky question to pick sides. I will explain my answer when we do MVPs. Okay. She says, Nate is a man whore. Am I right? <laughs> was Michelle surprised by Jenny's maturity when Rufy turned down homeschooling in the beginning? I sure was. Do you see the homeschooling as an excuse for Jenny not to deal with the girls at school or an exciting opportunity? Exciting opportunity. Okay. I think it's obviously a win-win. And I also feel that I'm one that seems to be on Jenny's side a lot. Mm-hmm. As I'm finding out that Jenny is n- like unpopular opinion is that Jenny is not as bratty as she's people are saying she is. Right. I don't think she's. I think what she's doing is great. Right. Shen and to go with that, Shanna says no spoilers, but this is where the Jenny stuff gets good. <laughs> okay. Cool. She finishes saying, "So excited for you guys to see what's coming up next, and can't wait to be on the pod for episode 13 Yay! A teaser. So, a teaser. That is when my sister will be joining us because she she could have picked probably any episode from like twelve to eighteen and would have been happy with them, but she chose that one. Lucky number thirteen. We got an awesome email from our buddy Sean. Sean loves Gossip Girl. Sean. I wanted to read the email because we follow up with an article he posted in there. And I wanted to just kind of sum that up. He says, hello, ladies. As a first year teacher, these past few weeks have been a little busy and stressful for me, but it has calmed down a little. So I think I should be able to get back to discussing Gossip Girl. I'm also planning to put together character descriptions of the character descriptions of the characters in the book, just so you can laugh on how ridiculous they are. Yes. It helps to not take any of the books literally and treat them more like a literary soap opera. 
Okay, so I know that everyone is probably happy that Serena and Blair are friends again, but let's be honest, we all knew this was going to happen. What I want to discuss is the greatest thing to happen to the show since Serena returned to the Upper East Side. <laughs> Dan and Nate are friends now. The bromance has begun. This is something I don't mind spoiling because it's like a D-plot for the remainder of the show, but Dan and Nate stay friends and have a bromance in the background of the show. Awesome. There okay. is no pettiness or arguing. It's just dudes being dudes. It's like the calming force of the show, even though Nate did tell Dan that Serena dumped him because of the chip on his shoulder. It hurts so much to see Nan and Nan, Nate and Dan. Oh, he says Nan slash date. Ah, cute. I like it. But just uh, have a serious fight or argument. But just as all the guys in TV TV shows usually do, they get over it pretty quick. Also, I've been meaning to mention this to you guys. But remember in episode three of season one, where Blair tells Serena that Brown doesn't offer degrees in slut. (laughs) I hate to be the one to tell Blair she is wrong, but she's wrong. Brown has this thing called open curriculum where it is a student centered and there are no required courses. Students get to choose their own major as long as they also have a concentration in a traditional study or mat or major. So Serena can major in slut at Brown, but she also has to have a concentration in something like English, literary art, international relations, or any other concentration offered at Brown. Technically, she would just be a double major. Talk to you guys soon. And I love you season two way more than season one. Love is so much more, more fun to watch them back. So then I answered Sean. Mm-hmm. He then said, um, here's an article about Gossip Girl kind of changed how people viewed the successful TV show and how streaming TV shows become a normal thing to do. This came up because my students are freshmen in high school and they've been streaming services their entire lives. And we got to talk about when that changed. So I'll post this on Patreon. But to sum up the article a little bit um, without giving too much away, it said that Gossip Girl was anticipated to have huge numbers due to the OC and Josh Schwartz and um, the series. Yet the numbers for the first season were absolutely awful. And that um, they said they even compared it to being worse than the fourth season of the OC. Oh, my goodness. And they said nobody wanted to sit down at nine o'clock to watch this. However, despite their low ratings, it became the most downloaded show on iTunes and the CW website. And it became one of the first shows to be predominantly watched via the Internet. And uh, like I said, I'll leave you the article, but uh, it has how Gossip Girl has pretty much changed the game and started this binge culture where everyone watches things online and you can do and watch things 24 seven and talk about them. So it's a good one. It's a good read. It's short. So we'll post it on Patreon and you guys can read it. And thank you, Sean. Thank you. You're always a pleasure. Thank you so Uh, much. He always gives us the uh, character descriptions, which is awesome because it's funny to to see what the author originally pictured had planned for these characters so do we want to go into some fashion sure how many headbands do you have four same okay cool there was maybe a sneaky one in the background but i didn't catch it i didn't you know count that yeah what other fashion did you like i loved serena's blazer i did as well and i really liked blair's interview outfit it looked like she had a sweater tie on i was just gonna say that the tie looked like it was made out of sweater material or knit or knit 
I knit Ant. Remember, I did that at your house. Yes, you did. For Valentine's Day, I knit Ant a tie. Yes, very creative. Why was I at your house doing that? Uh, probably because you want Ant to see it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked Chuck's camel blazer with the red pants. I know it's obnoxious, it's but very it, it fits him. I think he actually had a pink shirt yeah. underneath. Yeah. But I liked it. I like that. I didn't necessarily like this, but I'm just going to point it out at Nate's Steve green stripe shirt. Green and blue stripe. He looked like Blue's Clues Steve. <laughs> he did. Not the best. <laughs> No, not the best look, but I guess with the times, I guess so. definitely would have been with yeah. the times. Yeah. I loved that dark green dress that Blair wore at the, uh, the Dean's party? house. I didn't feel like the headband matched. No. But I did like the headband individually. Yeah. And I liked the dress individually. So I thought yeah. she was really beautiful with that. I love the dress that Lily puts Same. on. That's actually Serena's. Uh, she looked absolutely stunning Hot mama. her body was insane yeah she looked great she looks so good in that uh we also should just give a a nod a not i don't even want a nod we're just gonna point out a blair's outfit oh god the morning after at yale <laughs> oh my god there were so many patterns going on and then she put that awful hat on what happened what happened to her maybe they were did that on purpose where she kind of like lost her footing because she's so overwhelmed that she probably won't get into Gale. And or maybe this is a huge outfit piece that is just going over my head over and my I head. should be aware right. and know this is good fashion, but I'm like, can't compute. There's a lot of people who are rewatching and people that are watching for the first time. I see you guys on Twitter and they're like, why did people think Blair dressed so well? Because a lot of her stuff are, is a little eccentric, especially yeah. now. Yeah. So I wonder if then I was like, Oh wow. That's so fashion forward, but I don't probably I don't, think ooh, so. No. Yeah, I did not uh did yeah. not like that at all. I did like Padge's V neck though. That's the best shirt he's ever worn. Ever. I, ever in the history of Padge. I did not like his his poop brown suit. <laughs> the poop brown uh, shirt with like a brown tie. It was like brown and blended. green. It was disgusting. It's just like he looked like he, UPS. Uh, he did. <laughs> The UPS suit. No offense to you, UPS no, drivers no, no, out no, there. No, 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 not all. We're just it talking just, about the color. The color is yeah. awful, awful, awful. But but at the the morning after, I liked his V-neck. He looked good. He did. He For did. badge. <laughs> For badge, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You have anything else? That's about it. Yes, same. Yeah. We'll go into some quotes. Yeah. I am sick of always looking like Darth Vader next to Sunshine Barbie, says Blair. Not everyone wants to be Blair Waldorf. Miss Serena, and you are still not speaking? <laughs> I love the tutors. I love, I heard Mark Jacobs named a purse after her. I can't not know you. Oh, that I broke know. my heart. Yale is mine. Oh, what's your answer? Oh, no, let me guess. Lauren Conrad? <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was so good. I get what I want. This one by Chuck. This is when they have their their fight moment. I wonder what lucky school will be the subject of the next nursery rhymed penned by Brooklyn's lamest fictional writer. <laughs> Chuggeroo. That was so good. Rumor has it you slept with more Maxim covers than John Mayer. <laughs> uh. And then just like little things like I like when Jordan was talking about her classes and she's like, I take sex and art. 
<laughs> I'm sure Nate was like, oh, you do. Yeah. And then we heard the apple bomb. Apple bomb. We were just talking about uh, on this week's OC. There's a teacher, Mrs. Applebaum. That Summer talks about, like, as a volleyball coach. And then they said, Mr. Applebaum, in this episode. And so Michelle and I were like, what? Does someone know an Applebaum? Yeah. The writers, the creators, someone knows an Applebaum. Yeah. Or, like, that was a teacher of theirs or someone, something like that. We're on to you. Right? Applebaum. Applebaum, what a, you know, random name to choose. right. Last but not least, I hate that stupid headband. Yeah. And they're fighting. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, hysterical. Do you want to go into MVP and shittiest? I, I know this is a tough one. I do. Um Yeah, okay. All right. I'm not happy with my shittiest. Same, I'm not happy with it. But I'm going to go with it because it's it's been a minute. Okay. Back. We'll do MVP first. Sure. 3 2, two 1 Jenny. Oh, bitch. Oh, what? <laughs> Who are Wait, you? I'm sorry. What did she say? She said Blair. I did. What? Why did you choose Miss Blair? Miss Blair. Yeah, Miss Blair. Uh, I really felt for her this episode. That doesn't mean she deserves MVP. Right. But, and I, and I do understand that throwing in Pete's name. That's his name, right? Awful, yes. Bad. But. Don't fuck with Blair. You know what she's going to do. But she, to me, it like truly came through and resonated that Yale is so important to her. And she has right. worked so hard. And the fact, and again, I don't agree with it, but the fact that the morning after, she went to the dean to tell them that Serena deserves her spot over her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that right there is like, you're the MVP. You're willing to give up your dream because you still you and, and says to her friend like says to her friend that I I have to know you. I don't want to do this. Like yeah. I need you in my life. She said it first. Yeah. Right. I love all those reasons. So that is why Blair is my MVP. Those that's great. I don't think she's ever has she ever been here? She might have been. It's it's been a, it's been a long time though. It's been yeah. a long time. I chose Jenny. Uh, well, great. Yeah. Um, I felt her maturity was like really resonating with me. I'm like, yes, you're being like just so productive while also being respectful of your father and you're furthering your career. But when your father then says that you can't do it, you're like, well, shit, I got to give it up. Yeah. And I thought that really took balls. Yes. And not to not to put like last week's episode because I did pick her last week as well, but like she takes ownership for like what she does. And last week she never once blamed Blair for her faults. And this week she owns up to like, yeah, you're right. I go by stand by my word and I will respect your decision. But ultimately then she gets to be homeschooled like she wants, but it's because of their mat- her maturity and people noticing how great she is at what she does that Rufus said, okay, let's do this. And she's someone who is a really good worker, but also can work as a team. Yes. Doesn't think, you know, she's too good mm-hmm. for anything. 
which is so important because sometimes you can realize you have a talent, but you're really young and then you blow it because you think your shit don't stink. Right, right. But she actually stands up for everyone. She's a good team member. She's, yeah, I'm proud of her. Me too. Yeah. Me too. It's time. Shittiest. It's time for the shittiest. Yeah. Ugh. You ready? I don't want to do this one. Okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not happy when maybe if I talk about it I'll I'll feel better about it. I don't think I will, but all right. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one, Serena. Okay. Ugh. My gut, my absolute gut, and reading everyone's questions and comments saying how they thought Blair was the shittiest. Mm-mm. I just that didn't it didn't sit with me. I don't know. I just felt more on her side. Because unfortunately, I and here, it's on a side. It's on a side. It's not a side. And I get that Serena's being fueled and me, she popped. And yeah. she's like, I'm so sick of doing this that I'm just going to do this for the fact because I can't stand you right now. And yeah. I just want to prove that you're wrong, which is shitty. It's a game. It's a game. It's more of a game to her. And then Blair does say that at one point, like, this isn't a game to me. This is Yale, my future, my like absolute dream. Yeah. But Serena's like, well, I did get the invitation, so I'm going to go anyway. Because she was fueled. But if Serena was just like, you know what? I'm not dealing with this. I'm just going to stay back. Or I'm going to go to Brown and I'll do my thing. Or Right. If she didn't, like, appease the fact that Blair was, you know, making it seem like she wasn't worthy of Yale. She yeah. could have just ignored the whole thing. But this is their relationship, as I'm finding out, yeah. is the back and the forth. Yeah, it's exhausting. But it was sad, too, what Blair said to Serena. And again, Serena isn't aware of the things she does of, like, first Nate. Yeah. Then, the, then my mom. And then the girls. And now Yale. Mm-hmm. But Serena's, on Serena's defense, is like, well, well, the Nate thing I can't speak for. Because, right. you know. <laughs> but Serena's just living her life. She has that, like we said, she has that natural charm about her. So things just come to her naturally. Yep. But yep. she's, it's a cursing, it's a blessing and a curse. It really is. Yeah. I'm glad we had the same shitty as them. Same. And I don't feel as bad. Yeah, no. I mean. She just was my initial gut same. reaction. I just wrote her down. I was just like, you were just much more petty this this episode. And like we said before, the whole Pete thing was really shitty. Yeah. But she pretty much forced Blair to put that upper hand because she, she took her answer. Yeah. Blair has been working on that answer for years. Yeah. So she forced Blair into it. Not saying that it was a good move, but right. It was not. She was just so my shittiest. Same. It's time for Patron of the Patron Week. It's Patron of the 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 Week. This week's patron of the week is our new pledge, Michael. Michael! Del underscore Vasto on Instagram. He was sending us lovely words and trivia on OC for like over a year. And now he became a pledge. And I call him Marvelous Michael because he's just, he, after he pledged, he actually wrote us a such a sweet message on Patreon and how his history with the OC and how he grew up on it. And he just like resonates so much with the characters and he's enjoying 
our Let's Talk OC podcast, and he has watched Gossip Girl, so maybe he'll give three Gossip Girl. Yeah, one. come join us. Uh, and it, it just his kind words was just so amazing, and we appreciate your support, and we're so happy to have you in our Patreon fam. Yes, so thank you, thank you. Okay, I'm going to give you the title for next week. Okay, this is episode seven. Episode seven. The title is Chuck in Real Life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Chuck will be in this episode. Yes, yes. I, I gathered that. Thank you so much for <laughs> clarifying. Well, Do you have any initial thoughts on what you think may happen? Yeah, I think we're going to see more of Chuck and how he truly is internally. Mm. The emotion side. Now, the stories that he told about his mother. Yeah. Which do you believe? That she died. When he was younger, mm-hmm. not in the plane crash, right? It was like died when he was younger or died in the plane crash when he was six, right? It was either died in childbirth. Yeah. Or died in the, in the plane crash. That's yeah. what I believe. Died in childbirth. Okay. Because that came out first. It did come out first. So it's more realistic too. Yeah. You know? So I think that's going to come out. I think also the fact that maybe him and Nate are fighting. Mm-hmm. And maybe right. we do see Nate and Padge hanging out in school. Like at first, a little bit closer. Like I know Sean said they have this very low key bromance. Yeah, like they just don't have any yeah, yeah, yeah towards each other. But maybe at first we see them hanging out, and then Chuck's very alone, mm-hmm. and you know there's no Blair now. Serena and Blair are friends again, so there's no reason to meddle with that. So maybe Chuck just gets very he doesn't like know himself yeah anymore. And yeah. I mean maybe we'll see his father Bart. Mm, Bart Bass. Bart and him will have some words. Maybe, and also, like, with all this college, like, Chuck's a little lost. Like, right. where is Chuck? Chuck wanted to go here, but now what? Right, like, what's his go goals? There. So I think it'll just be, maybe, maybe, this is the episode where we're like, oh, my God, Chuck, I love <laughs> you because you're so pensive. Maybe. Maybe. It's too soon to tell. Yeah. <laughs> Always too soon to tell. Yeah. Okay, so... If you had to predict, this I know so hard. you hate this question. I, do, I don't hate it. I just wish <laughs> I had better answers. Same. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, now, you know, not that I wish you had better answers. I wish the show in general had better answers because. She, she How could there. Gossip Girl be in New Haven? Who's she, tipping off Gossip Girl? There's a lot of kids at, in NDL. But I didn't see any of them. You saw a lot of them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you saw a, a bunch of kids some you know and some you don't know i know but they were all so busy <laughs> doing their thing i know i know i uh. see like okay let's go through this okay to help me th- think this out friends of mine serena i don't feel as gossip girl because i just don't think she has it in her She's not, yes, she's petty when she's fueled up and fired up, but I don't think she has the time to deal with this shit. Okay. Plus, she's upset when she's in the limelight. Yeah. So why would she do that? Wouldn't make sense. Serena's out. Serena's out. Blair, (laughs) good tip off Gossip Girl because she is so upset. So Blair's a contender. Yeah. Chuck was busy trying to get into this society. So... Like, there's nothing for him to talk about with the girls. Mm -hmm. 
Nate is so fucking lost. He takes the identity of fucking Padge. <laughs> this is so true. And I mean, he can't even keep his thoughts straight. And Padge is even more lost than Nate. Like literally tied up <laughs> in his undies that he's ashamed of. Yeah. And Jordan is in college and we're past that shit. Right. You would hope that one's past that shit in college. So tell me who else I'm missing in college. That's it. Well, then there's all those other people. I guess. <laughs> is it Shirley? Shirley? Shirley. Shirley could be like, oh my God, Blair Waldorf got me cats. Yes. Yeah. The spin is that Shirley is Gossip Girl. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, again, Jenny is with, she's trying to prove to Rufus that she's worthy and should be homeschooled. And Vanessa is helping her. So why would she give a shit about what's going on? It's very difficult. I know it is. So just, I guess I'll go with Blair tips off. But Blair is not Gossip Girl, but Blair is tipping off Gossip Girl. And I could actually see Blair doing that because it's in Blair's nature. So that's who I choose. Okay. Thank you for my TED Talk on Gossip Girl. <laughs> You're <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> I think that is all we got for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. As always, our links will be down below in the description. If you want to check us out on Patreon, definitely do that. We're It Takes Three Network on there. It Takes Three Network.com. And you can join our little family and you can get bonus content behind the scenes, audio commentary. It's a fun time over there. Going to be having some bonus episodes come out soon. Also, if you are a One Tree Hill fan, Tree Hill Talk is back and we have some episodes out already. So definitely take a listen. And that is all we have. We love you guys and we'll see you next week. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Girls. Gossip Girls.